0: So, and here she is, Miss Wandalen Abernathy. I wanted to thank you so much for speaking with me today on Ex Patty. How are you doing? Thank you for
1: having me. That's
0: that's very important to me. <laughs> yes. I. You know, when I started doing this podcast, you were one of the first people that I had in mind that I eventually wanted to speak with because, you know, I met you while living in Germany and you are having experiences that I have had, but you have been in Germany a lot longer <laughs> than I was in Germany. I was there for four years and you've been in Germany how long now? 40 years. 40 years. Great. Good. Wow. So so let's go back to the very beginning when you were living in the States. So where were you living before you even came to Germany? And tell me how your transition from living in the States happened to living now in Germany.
1: Well, first of all, I was living in New York City. Um, we lived um, um, right across from Fashion Institute in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And
1: um, yeah, I, I liked living in New York. It was quite exciting, but very expensive. And uh, I worked for a nonprofit organization after I left graduate school. Um, that was Boston Conservative Music. Um, and then my sister and I, uh, she commuted um, to Boston because she was, at, it was still in Emerson. And um, I had a roommate, uh, a friend of mine, Jeffrey, Jeffrey uh, Kishner, yeah, a, a Jewish young man that my sister had gone to school with and, and Jeffrey wanted to move to New York too. He was an actor. So mm-hmm. we, we roomed together in a beautiful, we had a beautiful, beautiful apartment, um, but it had one negative aspect and that was we didn't have windows. We couldn't see the weather. Um, um, uh, during the day, it was beautiful inside. The mm-hmm. windows were to to an alley, so we used to get up every morning and have to ask the neighbors across the the way that were living on the front part, going to weather like today before we left. Uh, left well, <laughs> oh, um, wow. anyway, then living in New York in Manhattan, I just um, um, it was you know really doggy dog and. Uh, and, and auditioning here and an auditioning there. And I just thought, oh my God, what's going to happen? Um, I was quite devastated after I became a, fi- a finalist for the Metropolitan Opera auditions in New England. And the um, one of the board members, if she was not head of the board, uh, came to me and told me that, um, um, that it was a political decision as to why I didn't win. And oh that, wow uh, that um, I would never win um and that I sang beautifully um and that I should um consider um, moving to europe um um if I wanted to uh, continue um uh, with my career and now i'm
0: sorry, can I ask yeah. you a question though, but why was it a political decision it, because most people don't know and i mean well'm sure well,
1: my because i was the daughter of dr ralph david abernathy and that represented um um you know problems um you know um uh, because of martin luther king ralph david abernathy and, and um, a lot of people think oh, well we're privileged we were privileged and we are privileged but at the same time um um people tend not to to give you just on general principles you yeah? know and so um i was quite devastated um uh, because I thought I should have won and and others thought I should have won, and I didn't know the reason as to why they gave the um the award to um Russian soprano, and I remember I was just mm. I was like, oh my God, she didn't sing and, so, and everybody was like, and um mm, that's yeah, why she then came to me and told me that so then I thought about my old voice teacher, Joan Kaplan from New york um I had her in Oberlin College conservative Mm -hmm. music and she had stated years before I just think that Germany would be very good for you um um, that's what she said back then and that I thought oh this this lady is saying I should go to Europe too and um I was just thinking how do I get to Europe and I guess I must have expressed that to my father and and you know just living in New York and it just that year that year and a half that I lived there it just like it just seemed like um I was at a standstill you know Mm -hmm. and I was frustrated and um I guess you know my father said that he he later told me he was on the plane and he was sitting of course in first class and he met this German man from Goethe-Institute Dr. Schneider and he was um um my father always talked about his talented daughter wandelen and his talented daughter Danzele and always talking about his children but um then i guess he must have explained uh, you know told him about me and and he says i can give her a scholarship to germany and my father said what he says, yes, I would be more than delighted. This would be a great privilege and a great honor for me. So I, I, my father said, oh, okay. So he put, um, um, he got in, uh, you know, I guess the communication was there. And Dr. Schneider called me and, and wrote me letters. And and the next thing I knew, um, I flew to Atlanta because it was from Good. There's a Good Institute in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Uh, Dr. Schneider was the in charge of the Goethe Institute in Atlanta and because I come from Atlanta and then you know just living in New York but just coming from Atlanta was a a great um, uh, opportunity for him and we ate he invited us to dinner we got a chance to meet his wife his family and he got a chance to meet our entire family and he was so impressed and he gave me the scholarship and I I got on the plane I, I never thought that um, at that time I thought, oh, it's only for six months. I'll be back in six months. And of course I, these heavy suitcases and whatnot. And then I landed in in, in München, in Munich and um, everything was so different. Of course, I had already been to Europe uh, on um, many several, on several occasions. I had, Mm -hmm. um, um, when I was 13, I I went to, study at the University of Reims in, in France. And, uh, and Reims is where Champagne comes from. So oh, okay. um, yeah. So I was, uh, Europe was, um, uh, I was accustomed to Europe. And then my father had taken us to as an entire family. Um, to uh, 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 Vienna, to East Germany, to Prague, you know, I had already traveled, and to Germany, Western Germany, so I I was accustomed to, you know, going overseas, but, you know, it was like f- I was there without any family, and I only had... Um, one semester German, german and and conservatory so i thought oh my god oh it's so different and it was so difficult for me but i i, I managed to get to the Goethe institute and then i stayed there then uh, six months and then i decided that i wanted to stay longer so then friends um um the teachers there professors there in goethe institute says well you know um um uh, my old voice teacher, John Kaplan said, well, you should go to Constance because Constance is on the border to Zurich and you can continue your voice lessons in Zurich. Yeah? And uh, Constance is a beautiful quaint little town and uh, it's on the water. And I had never heard of Constance. And um, I was thinking about going to Augsburg. And um, more importantly, I, um, um, it was, I, I developed so many friends there in Goethe Institute and I thought, oh, it would be a great opportunity um, uh, to stay longer. And then a friend of mine who was from Sweden, who was there, she was actually German, but she was from Sweden. And um, um, she said, well, you should be an au pair. And I said, an au pair? and i said what is an
0: opaque? i was going to say what is that <laughs> i'm sure at the time you didn't know right <laughs>
1: no and so she said you you uh um, you take care of children and i thought children oh i love children and then she said well you could do that um for like a couple of months um uh because the aufenthaltserlaubnis my um, um uh, was long enough um it was actually i think for one year um and um um, she said, well, if you do that for a couple of months, then, you know, through children, you can learn to, to, to speak the language much faster. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I thought, okay, good, uh, children, good, okay. And she took me to some some, um, some homes there in, in, in Munich, and she walked out, and she says, you don't go there, they're racist. And oh, it was really interesting. Wow. Right? Yes, it was. Um, I, I had some horrible um, um, encounters where they. Um, oh, I, I can't. That's another ten. That's another topic. But anyway, and my voice teacher in New York. I just decided. Okay, I'll go to Constance. But then I said I have to go to um, Italy. I had purchased tickets um, when I was in Italy with friends um, from Goethe Institute for the, the opera house, the largest opera house in the world. And that is um, Arena di Verona, yeah. Oh, okay, and, um, I uh, and I thought, well, I have to go there. I said, if I come to you for this short period of time, I must go to the opera. I've already purchased my tickets. And so she said, she laughed. And I said, why are you laughing? She said, "Because your ticket's nice, but I always get the best tickets. I and I do for a living. I am. We own a travel uh, a travel agency and a tra- we own it. And we go. So we spend our summers in entirely in Italy. You see the entire summer." Anyway, in Italy, not just for the opera. And you can go to the opera every day. And I thought, my God. So she she turned it in and we went to uh, Verona and we stayed the entire summer. I was not in Constance that summer. I stayed the entire summer in Italy. How old were you at this time? I was then, I was 24 and I turned 25 that Mm -hmm. November. I stayed till shortly before Christmas, and then I flew back, and then I decided, no, I'm going to go back to Germany. And my father said, why not? You're young. You're, you you know you don't have a boyfriend. You're not married. Uh, you're not obligated. Um, and I said, okay, and i um, i they they packed up my apartment in, in New York and. Um, I left and went um, um, back to, to, to Germany, came back yeah. to Germany. And, and- so
0: you never really had the thing to want to go to Germany. It just kind of fell into your lap, so to speak. It just yeah. was an opportunity to just go there and to do your career and your your interest in Germany. Yes, yeah,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. it, yeah. It, it 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 fell into my lap. Uh, the opportunity fell into my lap, and I must I must thank my father and Dr. Schneider for that. Um, mm. And then things were working so well, and then I decided, well, I have to um, apply for um, um, uh, jobs in, in, in singing in the opera house. And mm-hmm. I made one one mistake that I regret today. Oh extremely regret. And that is that um, I <clears throat> applied and I went for a singing voice. I, I, I sang and um, and there was this one house, there was only one house that offered me a, what we call festa for um, mm-hmm. They said, we want you to come. We mm-hmm. want you to come to sing. Mm-hmm. And I was taunting whether I should go, whether I should... Not, or should I wait for something better? Mm-hmm. And it was in Trier. And um, I listened because I was so young. I was 25, but this mm-hmm. was uh, something new for me, you know? So mm-hmm. I listened to, to, to my friend Carla and her husband, um, Edwin Sigurdschlepper. Like I listened to them. And um, they said, no, don't take that. You will, f- something else will come up. Mm-hmm. That will be better. Mm-hmm. And I remember the intern down spoke with me on the phone. He said, "You think about it. There's not going to be another one. This is a great opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there's you. I don't think that another one offer will come like this." And then I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I let myself become influenced by them, and. Mm-hmm. And then I rejected it and he said to me, I'll never forget, he said, you're making a mistake. Um, And really nothing ever came after that. Wow. And I was so devastated, Um, improved my Italianish. So I went to the University of Perugia and stayed there in Italy by myself uh, uh, for the entire summer. And then then I was uh, being tutored while I was in Verona, I was, Oh my Italianish was so good it was so good, and um being you know over the years it was always because Carla always had these tickets, you know, so it was always i was I saw all the operas seventeen no I, I don't know how many years It's so long every summer I spent in in Italy, you know, so I wasn't married, mm-hmm. so I was. You know, I was watching the operas, studying and and mastering the Italianish uh, language, and of course the German language. And because I was always speaking with um, um, my friends and acquaintances, were were very uh, intelligent and um, people of high positions. And mm-hmm. so, you know, when you get a chance to speak always with them, then your vocabulary and the uh, grows and more important your your language knowledge grows you know mm-hmm. so uh, you're always commute you always there's always communication you're you know always discussing and it was a wonderful time
0: it was really really a wonderful time so I'm like so- in your late 20s right. as all this is happening like mm-hmm. and early 30s later on and that's how you learned the language was really with the Goethe Institute as well as speaking with your friends a lot. That's so, right. Now, what would you say about living in Germany? Um, what is the one thing that you've learned the most by being outside of what you knew from being an American, and now you're living in Germany in a whole nother culture? Like, what are some of the things that you learned about yourself? while living in a foreign country?
1: Well, Patricia, um, um, I thought I was always a patient kind of a person, but you must learn to be patient and more tolerant. You know, Germans are, are not Haida, are not people that, um, I don't know how to explain it. Um, um, their emotions are always under control. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, basically. Mm-hmm. So I had, so I learned from from them, you know, this impulsiveness um, um, to to kind of um, bring that down just a little bit. Um, um, how calculating? Um, um, I'm not calculating, but I, you know, it's um, it's a it's a different mentality. You know, Americans. Oh, how beautiful! Ah! And and German. Mm-hmm reserved and -hmm. um, and in the beginning i guess that's new and different for them and it's also exciting i had to learn to to bring that down um, Mm um in order to to get along uh to go along and to get along german people are very um are very nice people but also very reserved you know
0: the, yeah. yeah, they're very controlled. And I know friendships right. there are much more valued. They, they're very reserved right. in who they allow into their life and That's the right. friendships That's they right. cultivate. That's mm-hmm. right. That's so I'm right. sure you've made a lot of friends. Did you have any issues with race living in Germany?
1: Yes, in, in, in the beginning. And, and racism is still a part, um, uh, still, it still exists today. I've been um, spat on. Um, ah really yes that on in um, in Zedine center in or or um, uh, my house um, house mice the janitor um, ch- tried to choke me and, and carried me into the um, bushes because he said my dog had tried to bite him or had bitten him which was not true and
0: oh my goodness oh, yeah
1: yeah I've, yeah <laughs> I, yeah but I all these, all of these negative things, I kept smiling and kept on. I thought about leaving, but then I thought, no, you don't give up and you don't run away. You don't allow white people to to determine what you do. Mm-hmm. So I never told my family about it until 1990,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, my mother just cried. My- um, because I knew that if they had known about it, they would have insisted that I come, come back. back
0: the mm-hmm. so,
1: yeah. um, you don't have to deal with racism like this in the United States. And you put up with this here in Germany. Oh no. And she just, she, she was so hurt. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. um, or I've been called an uh, uh, Azulante and that I'm taking their, uh, um, Germans, um, um, tax money. And I'm living off of, uh, you know, yeah, I've had all yeah. that, too. I've been
0: there too. Well, how did, did things change when you met your husband? Tell me how you met your husband. Well,
1: I met my husband um, um, on a vacation. This friend of mine, my best friend that's or that's passed now, um, I met him. Um, she came to visit me, as she always did. And uh, she said, oh, you're tired, exhausted. Come, let's go on vacation together. I said, okay. And then she, I said, but we haven't booked anything. She said, yeah, we'll go to last minute. And um, okay, good, what's last minute? And then she said, yeah, uh, her husband said, go just go to the travel agency and and let's let's book. So we went to the travel agency and Sipon, uh, Cyprus was on. Um, we were wanting to go to Cyprus. Yeah, so I could relax. She could relax. I could read a lot and mm-hmm. do a lot. You know, just relaxing, mm. and we had pressed Cyprus and was booking the lady was booking it, and all of a sudden it bounced out. no, nope, it's not possible. what what <laughs> and she was shocked herself, so she said, then she went back and she said, "No, we can't do it it's it's all booked up, it's gone, gone. We were so astonished, so She said, I only have one other option, and that is um, Ibiza. Ibiza, where is Ibiza? She said, in Spain. But it's actually where, you know, a lot of young people go, and they party and Mm. whatnot. And we said, oh, my God, that's not what we want. And, And the quality hotel wasn't that of which we wanted. And we said, we have to think about it. And she says, if you think about it too long, I won't be able to present you anything with last minute in this time frame.
0: Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we said, okay,
1: we'll take it And then we went back to, to my apartment And we called him And he said, yeah, Ibiza is where the young people go And they party and drink And blah, 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 blah So um, he said, just get prepared It's going to be a party thing <laughs> So we said, okay, then And I met him in that hotel Where we were staying And I was reading and um, And she was lying on the by the pool and I was lying by the pool, but I was reading and he was so interested in me. He asked for um, my number and I gave it to him and I thought, oh, I'll never see him again. You know, I'll never hear from him again. Mm -hmm. And by the time I got back to Constance in my apartment, he was calling. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So how would you compare the quality of life that you have now in germany as compared to here in the states as you know we have the epidemic the pandemic going on here and i know for me living in the states it's a big problem still we still have a lot of um, people who are you know getting infected and passing away it's not really under control as as well as it should be how would you compare life living in germany with this epidemic as compared to what you hear about in the states
1: well, what I hear about in the, in the states is just shocking. Even today, in going to the butcher, you know, we were talking about it. He has a um, a daughter and a future daughter-in-law that's from the states too, and mm-hmm. problems that America has. And I just um, um, I'm grateful that I'm here mm-hmm. instead of there um, because the I think the way the German government um, essentially handled it and how europeans are handling it is far better and 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 much better than you have in the united states it's not even an issue about wearing a mask it is it it it's is just
0: you do it you just do it
1: it is a requirement and you do yeah. it and yeah
0: you, you have to follow suit you do you you have your choirs um mm-hmm. the folk Hochschule, you still teaching that choir no
1: i can't i can't do any courses there right now. Uh, that money is missing, too. I can't do any concerts. Because
0: um, of COVID. So. Because of COVID. All because of COVID. Okay, okay, okay. but is the government since, um, given subsidies or anything or any money oh, they, for lost they, income? They, they, um, they gave
1: in the beginning to some people um, in the beginning, but they haven't given any more. It's over with. It's over so, with. Uh huh. It was only for like three months.
0: Okay, and so how are you supposed to fend? Or there's are they slacking on paying your mortgages? No, oh, oh, no, 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 not at all, not at all. <laughs> wow. Because no. the German government is very, I love saying serious, say, Ernst, yeah, <laughs> they're very serious. Yeah. Yeah. And the rules are the rules. Right. <laughs> they that's love right. following rules, right? Uh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so here things have been a little bit lax with people not having to pay their uh-huh. rent uh-huh. and their mortgages. I mean, do you have the good and the bad? Uh-huh. Um, what do you miss most about America or if anything?
1: Well, I miss, I miss my family. I, I miss, um, um, it's, I, I know, I, I guess it's that social, I don't know, I just, I miss, you know, the friends that I had and mm-hmm. and how, you know, people would stop by and, and yeah. I would cook or, you know, mm-hmm. the house was always living, but, you know, it was always in motion. But now that my mother's passed, yeah. I, I, you know, things are, different. I think that if I lived in the same town as my sister, um, I think that that activity
0: would exist again. Um,
1: But I, you know, I miss my family and I like to have dinner parties and
0: Mm -hmm. you like like entertaining and having people over, people having people around
1: and Mm -hmm. and the life is a little different. Um, it's slower, would you say? Slower, much, much slower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, we live more hectic. I think um, because you know people have to get up early in the morning. You have to do your job. It's it's you know I'm trying to pile so much in into a day. It's mm-hmm. um, I don't even know what it's like to go. To sit, you know that yourself. To go and sit and have coffee at a coffee place, or mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. to relax. It's um, I'm always having to move and always having to I have a thousand things to do. And mm-hmm. I guess in the United States, I would still still be that way too. I think, but mm-hmm. um, I think that the living is a little bit is a little bit different. Yeah.
0: Would you say it's it's better in Germany, though the living. Yes, because Sundays are still relaxed, right? Or yes, or, yes,
1: yeah. Saturday. It used to be when I first came to Germany at twelve o'clock. Uh, um,
0: at twelve o'clock, the stores closed on Saturday. On Saturday. Uh huh. And they Everybody's weren't open, open on Sunday. Nothing oh, was open. Oh no,
1: no, and they still aren't open on Sunday. Yeah. Oh. Open on Sunday. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And now. Um, some
1: stores in the town they will close. They will basically all close at four o'clock, mm-hmm. and um, you can go to the grocery. it Used to be that grocery stores would close at at um, what was it back then? Grocery stores would close at two o'clock. When I first came to Germany, at two o'clock.
0: Oh wow! Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Markets and everything. Twelve o'clock. Grocery store closed at two. And then they changed it to six o'clock. Mm-hmm. And now they have it till 10 o'clock. Oh, wow. <laughs> so every grocery store basically is open until 10 o'clock now. Okay. Um, okay. And they close at 10. Um, but your stores in the town, they close at four o'clock. Okay. And now, you know, we have summer now. So the ice, you can get ice cream. Mm -hmm. The Italian uh, ice Mm -hmm. cream place, they close at 10 o'clock. And restaurants, now that's the really interesting thing. It's, you know, to go to eat at night, late at night, you just can't do that. You know, the kitchen closes. Yeah. uh, You can't get anything to eat after 9 o'clock, you know. If you go to a restaurant um, at 9 o'clock, that's it. <laughs> That's it. and even the Chinese place now it used to be that you could get food there later on uh uh-uh, no no it, no 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 the kitchen is closed it is really closed at nine o'clock if you have not placed an order before 8 30. You don't get anything to eat. Anymore.
0: But do you think that's good? I mean, I think it keeps things... just a simple life, would you it, I mean, it, say? It's a good thing
1: and it's a bad thing.
0: Uh-huh. It's a good thing it's
1: a bad thing because it allows and it forces people to relax.
0: Yes. It yes. forces
1: people to have family time. And I think that's good. That's what we've lost in the United States. Uh-huh. What I had and you probably had is that family you know, eating at six o'clock in the evening and the family coming together. You know? mm-hmm. but, but in America now, everybody's out shopping and everybody's getting, eating fast food and that causes cancer. People mm-hmm. are not cooking and staying at home, you know, mm-hmm. and having family time. Right, and right. here in Germany, that still exists.
0: Now, what things, what would you recommend for anyone who is in the States who may have never even thought about living in a foreign country? Is that possible? I mean, a lot of kids don't know that, especially underserved kids that come from communities where, you know, they're challenged economically. But I think having these possibilities shown to kids that come from such backgrounds is important because there's a way out of their current situation. It's not forever. And I think Having that opportunity is important and don't know about it. So what advice, if anything, you would say to that child living in a neighborhood that they'll think this is my life forever? You know, what would you give them as an American? The most important thing is to get education. Mm -hmm. That's important. To get
1: education where they are. And education, reading, that broadens your horizon. Mm-hmm. Everything is not in the United States of America. Right. Yes. Everything is not there. People have to travel. I'm shocked and appalled. We were speaking, my brother and I, we speak, or sister, we speak all the time about there are so many
0: people that have never even left their city. They, that's right, Wanda They right. haven't left. They don't know anything
1: else. That's for them. To go to, to go to Chicago is like a world travel, what? Mm-hmm. Or to go to Florida, oh my God, that's their, that's their world. And there's a whole nother world out there, but you can only learn that through first of all, reading, education that broadens your horizon. And then if you have an opportunity, go travel, travel, go to, go to other countries, even, even military people that I have met here through speaking, if I had to speak in a military base or whatever, mm-hmm. I've heard from so many military people who are living
0: in Germany.
1: Mm-hmm. They don't take part in the activities like going to
0: Italy. Right. Uh, they want to be on the base and be an American America. in and, and Germany. America. That's
1: right. And that's <laughs> it. And I one well, of you know, it's really, I mean, I make these programs and uh, and we're gonna go to Italy here, and we're gonna go to France here, and we're gonna go to the Black Forest here, and nobody I mean, you have to prod to get some people to even to, to even participate, which I don't understand. For them, the whole world is living on the base because that's America. I mean, mm-hmm. or they don't even venture out to try to learn another language. Right, right. Wondolin, so, I mean, yes. I mean, it, you know, um, if, you live, and, and, if you come from Georgia, Georgia is just one state there are so many other states that venture out and if you have, if you had do have the opportunity of going to being in the military or you have an opportunity to even travel take advantage of that because through that you broaden your horizons
0: right you learned other
1: cultures
0: <laughs> and how important you. is that and how oh, important it, is that it's,
1: it's for, uh, oh
0: god and
1: I know somebody said recently, Zerman um, uh, asked them, you know, uh, would you, um, uh, if you have the opportunity, when would you come to Germany? Well, I'm not interested in coming to Germany. I mean, uh, why should I want to go to Germany? <laughs> and someone said, oh my God, mama, oh my God, you know. Uh, yeah, it, it, yeah. I know. But when you have education, you learn in school. You, you, you um, I mean, I always wanted to travel. I mean, my parents have always traveled. I've always wanted. I'm so frustrated that I haven't traveled uh, in a while. And I'm just thinking, I mean, travel to another country. And I was just saying this morning to Zerwin, I was saying, yeah, Zerwin, you know what? If you and your girlfriend don't go to Paris this summer, just for over the weekend, then you and I are going to do it.
0: hmm mm-hmm. He said, OK, let's do it. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: he's been to Paris. but. I mean I said, would you travel with you with your old mother? Uh, <laughs> your, do, he would do it. So I'm determined. Um, I'm, you know, there are weekend trips, you know, it doesn't have to be for weeks. It just, you know, mm. it's just uh, um um yeah, it's it's just a day, it, just a couple of days.
0: Right. Know? That's because of where you are in Germany. Everything is not far from, no. from there. It's just it a two hour right? flight. Or you know, train. train, or if you don't want to take the train, then just drive, and and
1: and, and let's just spend um, uh, a couple of days. Yeah, go right. to the Louvre, uh, sit and, and a, a café in the Champs Élysées. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, 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 go to the Eiffel Tower. You know, just just ah,
0: you know. And you know what, Wanda? When I hear you say that, I can appreciate that because you had parents who were. For culture we know your parents were in the movement and they they were they were very well read yeah a lot of students or kids that especially that I work with they come from households where they see it in a book or they'll they may read it but that's not for them it's not for them but how can a student try to see well Maybe I should try something if I don't find it or learn about it in my home or in my school. Talk about how that is possible from wherever you come from. It's not just for the wealthy or exposed child of these circumstances. There are lots of programs and things students can do from backgrounds where they can get a scholarship. But you get that through education. But that's the problem. That's the problem we're having is that a lot of this is not taught in education here. I know for the students that I work with, they don't teach those students that they can get a scholarship to go for half a semester or for a year abroad. Really? That's not something that's taught. Like as I mean, you may have it in some schools, but it's not like a common curriculum of teaching maybe if you go to a community college there may be a, a uh, you know um, department of travel or whatever but it's not like it's talked about like you should do it or it's for you for myself especially it was always the wealthy kids or the really highly educated the smart kids had those opportunities not Anybody the other the contrast. You have to, there are so many
1: opportunities. I guess the, I guess a lot of it, it lies on the council, the, the counselors that these children have. Uh, and that's the problem. And <laughs> You're right. It's, it's their job. It's their job to do their job. And obviously they're not doing their no. job. Um, no. And, and I'm not concerned because when you counsel children, um, you can tell them about so many opportunities you should have as a counselor. It used to be in the school system. You know about this program. You know about this program. You know about this program. You can, you know, help children to apply for this and to help children to apply for that. Don't tell them they can't do it. Mm-hmm. Just like all, I remember all those brochures and all those things that used to be in the counselor's office when you used to go mm-hmm. back then and say, you know, what are you, interested in studying, well, well, to what university you want to go to, you know, Mm -hmm. I didn't need it because I knew what I was going to do. And Mm -hmm. I had parents, of of course, who'd already done that. But that's, um, uh, uh, you know, were directing me, I didn't need the counselor, but the counselor is there or should be there for the students, for the children to inspire them to inspire them to want to be something better, want to broaden their horizons. And there's so many programs. I worked for a company, I can't remember the name, um, as I stated in New York, we gave scholarships. Mm -hmm. I used to work for a company. I used to get the scholarships. Mm I used to get the scholarships. I used to give the scholarships to minority students who were going to college, that was this foundation that I worked for mm-hmm. in New York mm-hmm. and where they had their monies. I can't remember, but they used to give scholarships to all minorities and you had to maintain your grade average. I remember the port, you know, the, 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 uh, uh, the, the grades had to come in and if they had faltered or, then they would lose a percentage of it, or or but um, basically, you know, st- students, you know, did what they had to do so that they could keep uh, that part of that tuition
0: being paid. You know? Right. Yeah. So there, are
1: opp- there are opportunities out there.
0: But you but, said the key uh, word. You said they have to be inspired. Yes. And they're not inspired. They're not I, this is this is part of the mission of what I do for my nonprofit. It has to be it has to really be more integrated into regular schooling life because they're just not, and it's such a missed opportunity and for yourself, you having had this opportunity, I think I don't know if you ever come to the states to meet with the schools or to talk, but I think your inspiration to travel and to live abroad or to even study abroad is something that would be very beneficial to students here in the States because they would just not are inspired. I mean, I, I know with COVID now it's a little difficult, but when this is all over, hopefully very soon, you know, it really needs to be more talked about and students need to be inspired to see that these are your opportunities because they don't see it as their opportunities.
1: Well, it's up to those counselors, those teachers. It's their job. They have the students every day. They are, students are in school more than they are at home. Mm -hmm. Is that not correct? That is true. So it's their job. Then they're not doing their job. They're not doing their job. They have so many opportunities. And I don't understand if they're minorities and you're in a minority uh, school system, you're, you're, unless the children are not wanting it but even if they're not wanting it because they don't know it it's your job to try to
0: inspire them to make them want it right yeah that's where it is they make they're, they're them want to want achieve. it because don't you think the society is better when the students are more cultured of course of exactly, course. exactly. Of course. so why would you that, that not profits from it right so why well, would they I not watching
1: on, on, on television at CNN, all of these corporations that are now going to be giving millions of dollars mm-hmm. to minorities like, um, uh, Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. like, um, um, is it Apple? Um, there's so many companies that are now going to be giving millions to minorities for a better education. Yes. Yes. So if that is the case, hiring minorities, getting minorities involved in, um, 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 um,
0: so I guess. Internships, perhaps. Yeah. I guess these things are going to happen now. I I think they are going to happen. They really are going to happen because of this movement, and I mean, I just want to be able to reach out to you and say, "Hey, Wandaola, you have a story that students need to hear yeah. you have done something very remarkable that your parents have passed down to you because I think you you've well, parents didn't do that that's right that's them. right
1: and they that's haven't what my, my, my 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 mother and my father always talked about um patricia um." when Uncle Martin, Dr. King died, Uncle Martin died, we were offered a scholarship from Farm and Wilderness Camp. That's mm. most, oh, it's a fantastic camp. I can only, I can only, uh, oh, it's fantastic, fantastic. On, and they invited us to come to camp mm. and they gave us the scholarship to go. It's really expensive. And I had the opportunity of sending my son to Farm and Wilderness Camp too, mm. and Farm and Wilderness Camp is in Plymouth, Plymouth, Vermont. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they so they give scholarships to kids who are who are less than mm-hmm. to have the opportunity to live in cabins in the nature. Up in Vermont.
0: That's nice. That sounds so it's, nice. It, it's, it's so
1: <laughs> fantastic. There, just because I mean, Farming Wilderness is one camp, but there are other camps. Mm-hmm. In Farming Wilderness, you you're swimming and swimming in lakes. You have to look at the whole thing. It's they, Ken and Susan Webb at that time lived, um, and um, um, I was so. It was a tradition that that the Abernathy's went. But what I want to say is that. Even my parents were so special because they wanted that for their children. But Mm -hmm.
0: other parents
1: who were in the movement, it wasn't important to them that their
0: children go. Interesting, yeah. Yes. Mm.
1: And my parents were always for traveling, going abroad, being my father never wanted me to stay under him. He mm-hmm. said, it's a great privilege for me to come to visit you in your four walls. Wow, that's I nice. I want to eat at your table. It's a pleasure that I come to see you. Yeah? Uh-huh. And that's yeah. we had the tradition back then. One Christmas in the United States, the next Christmas in Germany. The uh-huh. next Christmas in the United States, the next Christmas in Germany. We always... Um, um, one year or so one year the next so that the Abernathy's would travel
0: yeah you
1: mm-hmm. but their whole thing was we love you but we want you to go out into the world right we want you to to see the world it is so fantastic you know mm-hmm. and you can, you can learn travel 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 and that's why they did that and it started it actually started back then Malcolm Martin was w- w- was killed, that going to Vermont. Mm-hmm. Going to Vermont to spend the summer vacation in Vermont.
0: Wow.
1: It was so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next year came um, um, Malcolm X's uh, daughters, uh, Attila and but uh, the young children came, but the kings never, never, never did. They never came. Um, they never did. And no, mm-mm, no, no, and, and that was another thing that was so important. My father, that's why we, Yolanda said to me, oh, I'm so, I'm so jealous, Wanda. And I said, why are you jealous? He said, because you all were always on the marches. We weren't. Mm. There's not one march that a king child was a part of. That's interesting. Not one, but my father and my mother insisted that we be a part of these marches so that we would be a part of history being made, mm-hmm. that we understood from where we came from. So that's the special thing about them. Mm-hmm. I was, we were, we opened up the Selma to Montgomery March, Yeah. Yeah, I was there a march on Washington. I heard the speech. We was we were standing behind behind, uh, but against uh, near the columns. Okay, yeah. And we were we marched in Miami. We were we marched. I mean, we were on so many marches. It was it was a wonderful experience. We saw history being made. That was the special part about Ralph and Juanita. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was they that they wanted us to be a part, that that was their vision, you, you mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. And just because you are um educated, as you stated before, doesn't mean that that um that you that you travel a lot. There are a lot of filthy rich Texan oil people, yeah. they don't <laughs> travel that much either, um, right? Yeah, but there's some that do travel, yeah, yeah, so um, but. Um, it's important for 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 minorities and people of um, uh, people of the world to, to travel. I, I just think that when you do do that, then you see things differently. You do. Uh, you,
0: do. you
1: become actually. I think your through your your horizons ab- broaden, but your tolerance, your openness.
0: Yes.
1: Your tolerance and your openness is
0: um is broaden. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Yeah. I yeah. agree with you, Wandolyn. I just, I just am so inspired by who you are because you're so aligned with how I see things. And I wish that I had only had the opportunity to, to do it as a single person. As you know, I've only been abroad because of marriage. Mm-hmm. But as a young girl I dreamed, but I never thought it could I could do it. And you did it you left when you were in your 20s yeah. you know and i just think that your story is now part of my story and i'm just happy to have met you
1: oh i'm so happy that i met you
0: <laughs> i just know <laughs> what they were saying when i was in bali Get oh there's a black american in- and here too, you got a meter. And, and then and then you had a son the same age as my son, and That's it just right. was That's synergy nice. all day long. It was That's just right. so nice, so nice. Yes,
1: I missed you when you left. You know, it was
0: I fun. know, I know, but um, <sighs> yes, but I, I just want to uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we've been talking quite a while. I'm gonna have to really edit this down. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but um but i just want to thank you so much for taking the time and to be an inspiration to the students especially that i will have listened to this podcast and hopefully you can keep inspiring young people to see the world travel to be educated because it makes you a better person and it makes our world a better place because of that tolerance and exposure to people who are different than you and look how you have assimilated into your life in germany you're you're still there you are a part german now <laughs> you know <Okay. laughs> so it's doable you know you're a great person and i think a strong person to um to do what you do cuz you keep persevering it's hard i know it's I hard know. and yeah, this, it is. yes
1: like, a, a couple of them they said Robert, I, think, I have never met anybody as strong as you
0: are. Mm-hmm.
1: And I said, "What? Yeah, you are really strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are. You really I are. Said, so, so, so thank you so much for being on the X Patty podcast. And... Thank you.
1: But I have one thing to say.
0: Yes. And I think it's so important for young people of today, mm-hmm. and that
1: is when they have the opportunity, it's important that they register to
0: vote. Yes, I know that. When you go to register
1: one day to vote, please make sure that you have your paperwork in order. Please make sure that your name is correct, spelled correctly, spelled co- correctly, written down. Because the new system is to prevent you from voting if there is a dot, or a T not crossed, or a T not in your name, or a hyphen that is there that is not there, then you will not be able to vote later. They'll on. throw it out. So yeah. It's, in, it's important that you learn to be thorough. Mm. That's thorough a good skill <laughs> and very precise, very very. And take the opportunity. Don't say my vote doesn't count learn your vote does count you as young people we must learn young people must learn that people died people were killed You mm-hmm. you have the right to vote that's why it's important i don't care if you're white i don't care if you're mexican i don't care if you're hispanic I. Uh, I don't care if you're black, I don't care if you're mixed, if you're Asian, I don't care what you are. You're still, you have the opportunity, if you're an American citizen, you have the opportunity to vote. And that privilege is not to be taken lightly. I have to say that.
0: Okay. I know that's something very very close to you because you were there during right. all that's of the, right. the right. uprising that's with that the voting and, right. and i know of right. the recent stories with people being not allowed to vote because of these um mistakes in their name and voter to suppression that's voter right. su- yeah. suppression absolutely all righty my dear Wandalen. um i will stop recording now and